The reason I do this whole thing <laughs> yeah, every week just, just to, to do clap. the just the sync clap. We didn't. We, I, I was devastated with COVID because I didn't get to do it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that that was the real big killer. COVID. That was, that oh, was where it really sync claps. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, no. How you doing this week, Dingo? Yeah, how's it going? I'm doing okay. Yeah. I have no real complaints. <laughs> that's you know you what? Know. That's not bad. Yeah, like yeah, that's good. Better. Better have like yeah nothing yeah. eventful than like something bad. Yeah, happen. exactly. Yeah, well, no, that's definitely true. It's just glad it's not like uh, that one week where I was asking how people's times were going, and it was <laughs> oh, just, yeah. it was just some unfortunate unfortunate yeah. news oh, yeah, after this, unfortunate this news. Happened. Oh yeah, this shitty thing happened to me too. Uh, Good lord! It's oh, like boy. oh well, this got a little awkward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was the only eventful thing that happened that week. That was it. We're uh -oh. sorry. It was just all we had. <laughs> I mean, for you guys, there's something eventful going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's episode 38 of the podcast. How's it's about it banter. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> it's your boy, Bigby. And I'm your boy, Beas. And we got we got Dingo here with us this hey, week. Hey, guys. We're hey. All, all three of us back in person. Yes. Yeah, it's, ni it's nice to have both hosts and the guests in person. Oh. It's a beautiful time to it's, be alive. <laughs> it's lovely. It's so good. Um, I, I'll say it could be a little better because it's still balls fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. In this, everywhere, yeah, uh, but particularly in here tonight. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, that's just what happens when you got the three of us gathered together <laughs> in a room. <laughs> yeah, there's just, oh. there's just too much steam in here. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! We have fun here. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> you like to, you like to have a chuckle I, now. And I, then. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I took I took Dingo for a surprise. Yes. Oh. I tried to shock you earlier, telling you I smoked a joint, but I didn't seem to do too much. <laughs> uh, when it comes to you and smoking, uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think you'd believe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh. Uh, but I mean, you guys are going camping this yeah. weekend. Oh, that was the yeah. big thing that has yeah. happened to us. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Tom is tomorrow's the day. Go. The best um, event of the year for our friend group for sure. It's it's gonna be quite a lot of fun, I think. I'm very. I've been looking forward to it all week. I've been oh, getting so all hyped I. up. I actually, because my old phone started to shit out, and oh, yeah. uh, especially this past yeah. week, was having a lot of difficulty, like, just trying to, like, make a call to, like, like some support number, okay. and it's just, like, I cannot get through, because my phone keeps <laughs> dropping connection to the cell network, keeps losing connection to its SIM card. I was getting real fed up with it, and I didn't want to be way out in the bumfuck yeah, nowhere fair. woods without, like, some way to fucking call for help if I need to. Something like that I can rely on. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get a new phone. So I did that this week, uh, which I was met with the current awfulness of the modern cell phone market yeah. and uh. how smartphones have just somehow gotten better while also getting fucking shittier. Really? Like, in what way? Like, so, what did you get? So I, I got the I got the Samsung Galaxy S21. Like, it's it's one of their pretty new phones. Oh, like, so you, phone. you got big phone. Yeah, well, and that's <laughs> it. It's... It's not too bad. It's I quite enjoy a lot of stuff with the phone. The camera's actually pretty nice. I quite like that. It's got a much better screen than my old one did. It's nice. a lot faster. It's just it's it's a better machine. But these fucking manufacturers <laughs> really fucking pissing me off. Because like for one, realize of course, as is now the fucking trend, much to my <laughs> fucking irritation, cell phone or the uh, uh, headphone jacks are like gone oh, okay. from cell phones, right? So, I, I've been living with a phone for a long time. It always, that's had a fucking headphone, a headphone jack. jack. Yeah, I cannot understand why the fuck. So they got rid of it too, Samsung. Oh yeah, like, I know like, Apple did. Like, yeah. like a little oh, bit yeah. ago. Oh yeah. Fuck, that's it's, so shitty. It's so shit. And I I went around fucking uh, yesterday 
because I didn't realize this because I got it I got it uh, a couple days ago and then yesterday I was going to the gym doing my workout mm-hmm. got there that was the point where I realized it didn't have earphone jack because uh, okay. I didn't really check to see because yeah, I, I just I just had it. I because I, I basically just was like I need a new phone I'm just gonna go get a new phone because that was generally what I always kind of done I never did a ton of research I didn't care a whole lot about what phone I had I just wanted a smartphone I didn't really care a whole lot about what one specifically in my view they were all probably going to serve my needs about as much as I would need them to so that was kind of the approach I went with this and I'm not too too upset but like I was still real frustrated when I got to the gym and I'm like oh I can't do my usual thing of listening to music or podcasts and stuff or like basically Spotify shit I had to just listen to all these other people around me yeah. and whatever shit they're playing on the sound system, which 50, like Shaw in the dark is probably going to fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> and or at least not going to be the one I'm going to want to have to listen to while I'm, I'm doing my thing. So I went the next day to try to go and buy a fucking USB C to a headphone jack Dongle. adapter. And that was like the most frustrating experience because you can't fucking find them anywhere. You can find lightning to fucking headphone jack ones for Apple devices yeah, all over the goddamn place. I everywhere else they were just fucking sold right out. Don't understand why. Finally got to the fucking the one mall and they fucking there's one store in there that had like some in stock and I fucking got that and I was like, but that was like my third stop oh, wow. driving around town trying just, to fucking just find for a dongle. just trying to find this one fucking thing because I just wanted to be able to fucking use headphones because there's a couple points during this journey where I was like looking I'm like you know there are a few cheap like not not too pricey like wireless bluetooth earbuds and stuff that I mm. can buy I'm like no I'm not fucking caving in I'm not gonna fucking do what they want I'm sticking with the fucking the wired Good earphones get fucked which I mean I'm still pissed because I still have to spend money yeah, on yes. an extra thing just to be able to use a fucking peripheral that I should be able to use anyways but that didn't that pissed me off. What really pissed me off, the one that really made me mad, was this phone. Cool as it is, there is no option for expandable memory. Really? Yeah, you cannot stick any kind of micro SD into it. And I found that out, and I went, "Why the fuck? Why would you think that's a good idea? Why would you ever think that's a good idea?" Like, like, pardon? Yeah. Like, like this thing has, like, 200 and some gigs of, of, like, storage. Which is pretty good. It's not too bad. There's there's an upper level limit, or, like, an upper tier version of this phone that I think is, like, the S21 Ultra or whatever. It's got, like, 500 gigs storage. Wow. It's pretty good for a phone. Honestly, it's a good amount. But their reasoning for why they didn't include it was basically just... At least the public reason they gave, because I, I don't believe this is the actual reason that they think it's just something they're telling the public because they don't want to have to admit why they did it, which was probably just to cut costs in manufacturing, honestly. Yeah, I believe that. But basically their reasoning was just like, oh, we don't think you need it. If you need more space, you can just upgrade to the higher tier one. And there's there's like cloud wow. storage options and stuff. It's like, wow, you just get fucked. You're just telling us we don't want it because you want to fucking save a buck. Literally, yeah. Or some shit. Like, you're either saving money somewhere or you're making money somewhere else. Like, there's no other reason yeah. you're going to fuck over. Like, the, like, something the customer would obviously would like to have as an option, even if they're not going to use it. Like, why would you, like, make your product worse if there's not some benefit for you? Because that's that's the problem. Like, this phone, if it had a headphone jack and it had expandable memory, I'd be like, this is an amazing phone. I love this phone. But because of that, I'm like, this is a pretty good phone for what it is. I can't necessarily blame it for the problems that it has because that's just a company being shitty. And, I mean, I can blame the company for that. But this product for, like, everything else, all the other aspects of its design, seemed fine. But... Or at least, like, serviceable to, like, honestly pretty decent. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. Shit pisses me off a bit. But that's my rant. How are you guys doing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's perfectly understandable because, like, Apple's one who started, at least I'm pretty sure, like, with taking Mm. a headphone jack. I'm pretty sure some phones don't even have it. So here's the thing. With Apple, I I, I can see the line because the reason they did that was basically because 
the hookups that you need for to basically do all that stuff now, like the only jack that it really has is a lightning port. Yeah. Lightning is not the same as USB-C. It is basically like a proprietary connector that they had developed. Okay. Um, and the thing with that is that basically if any other third party manufacturers want to basically produce something to sell uh, for like connectors for like charger things or you know things like you know basically lightning to headphone jack dongles and other things like that they have to pay mon add money to Apple for licensing fees because they're a proprietary thing so basically they remove the thing so that way they just if you buy you either basically have to buy the adapter from Apple so they get money that way yeah. or if you're buying it to use basically a third-party pair of earphones you then still had up basically getting money to apple because the manufacturer that made the third-party version of the dongle that you still need to connect the earphones had to pay money to apple so even if you don't buy apple's version you're still getting money to apple see like that's so that's the thing like that's why i like understand your anger so much because they, it, they it, take away these features and they literally sell it back to it's literally they just they create like, a problem to sell back to you literally. and it's 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 a problem in so many industries, but especially like the tech industry, video games are hugely bad at it too because microtransactions are the same thing. It's yep. we're going to make this game shittier and grindier just so we can turn around and sell you the convenience of exactly. not of not having to play our video game as much. Like really, like you think about it, right? Yeah. I can't take the credit. For, I can't take the credit for that. That was Stephanie Sterling's <laughs> where I got that talking point from, but shout out to her amazing woman. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> well, shit I, pisses me off. Yeah, it's a bit Cor bullshit. Corporate scummy shit. It's a bit bullshit. Yeah, it's, That's it's everywhere. Apple was the first trillion dollar company. Literally just created problems to sell the solutions. Yeah. Yes, that is why I don't buy Apple products. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I don't really buy Apple either. I've always yeah. been Android. That's, you know, I mean, it's not like Google's necessarily yeah, exactly. uh, a better alternative per se as a company, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't necessarily be going to buy that either. I don't know if I just, like, I don't necessarily like Samsung, but I, you know, there's only so many phone manufacturers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like. So, I mean, I fuck, I was blown away too when I was buying this. I found out that LG doesn't make self, like, smartphones anymore. And I was like, I had really? a couple yeah. of LG phones throughout my life. I, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I've had a couple LG phones in my life, too. Apparently, I guess it was a fairly recent thing. I guess they got out of the game. They're just oh. like, oh, we're done, I guess. Damn. I haven't looked into it, so I don't know much beyond that. But I, Yeah, it's one of the... But one of the reasons, like, Apple phones kind of is a distaste for me is that I feel like the people that really like Apple products, they have this certain, like, smugness about them. <laughs> like, they're, they're superior because yeah. they put out the extra money for an Apple product. And I'm like... Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's... I don't know. It's a bit of a stereotype, but at the same time, I don't know, I've met some people in my life that have validated that there are some people out there that definitely have that attitude. <laughs> my brother is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. called out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know, it isn't that bad. It's just like it's one of the things where I buy it's my still, phone, it's still bad, and he's like, though. "You didn't buy an iPhone? What's wrong with you? You didn't? You didn't buy an you iPhone?" Didn't? And it's like, "Are you insane?" I, uh, Lord, yeah, I don't know, man. It's not that good. It's like I've used a Mac for a bit because, like, I I use one for work, yeah. and that's it's it's not a bad machine. Like they, they don't make bad. Yeah, machines yeah, necessarily they just heroes. they do some weird shitty things but like the overall core of what they're making isn't necessarily bad but yeah it's just all that shit all the stuff around like oh you can't take apart and you know fix yes. your own machines oh, so, yeah. like all that scumbag shit the, the whole fucking like yeah well that's another thing about um, well it's still Apple but like with their phones uh, they're putting like third party Manu not manufacturers like fixers out of business because oh, yeah. it's yeah. just getting way too complicated to be able to open the back like crack into it and do what you need to do yeah well because they don't want you poking around in it and it's because I imagine a part of why they don't want you to is because it's like it's proprietary we don't want you to learn about like how we make our stuff but at the same time the other big reason is because they 
basically, and they've been called out on it on a number of lawsuits, I believe, yeah. out of Europe and stuff, too, of basically, like, uh, planned obsolescence. And I yeah. do not disbelieve for a second that Apple engages in that, along with many other companies, yeah. uh, which is basically just having things built into your product to gradually make them worse in the background mm -hmm. so that eventually the product will have to wear out so people will go and replace it because a lot of the... there's. Definitely products today, especially like phones, that could last a lot longer if the manufacturers let them, but they don't just because either the manufacturers are skimping out and just going on with like cheap supplies and, and materials and stuff, or they're basically just engineering it in a way where, oh, there's things that will eventually, after so much time, trip off that will basically like erode the device over time in a sense. Um, either insofar as like the operating system or other elements of it just to try to make sure you'll eventually buy the new one that's how you make the money nowadays yep. <laughs> buy new just you can don't fix anymore just buy new that is a pretty shitty thing about society just we live in such a throwaway world where it's like oh this doesn't work anymore yeet buy a new one yeah a lot of the times it's cheaper to just buy something new than try to repair or keep it maintained properly uh, yeah it's it's just a lot different from like even like a couple of decades ago where oh yeah pro yeah just the feeling that products were made to last and now like in the last like few years my fridge have gone through more than two i think yeah. just because they break down so easily oh yeah your fridge uh wash another big thing is washing machines uh at my parents place we have uh over 25 year old washing machine i think it's from sears i want to say but it's over over 25 maybe close to closer to 30 years old and it still works perfectly fine uh, nowadays i've heard like you're lucky to get 10 out of the new ones mm. and it's like what the fuck how does how is that better yeah it's it's not but it's it's not good for the consumer, but it's better for the company. Exactly, Again, they, yeah, they can make their products cheaper because they don't need to spend as much because they don't really care if it's going to last you that long. Mm -hmm. But they'll they'll make it cheap and then they'll just basically rake in the money when you eventually come in to buy a replacement because yep. as long as it works well enough for a long enough time that you believe it's a half decent product. You'll go and buy it again. You'll be like, oh yeah, well, I, I had a decent experience using that. Like, mm -hmm. that's fine. And then you'll go and just keep rebuying it and as much as they need you to. Or, yep. or you know, they'll keep releasing new updated versions and with improve, you know, some improvements and stuff and only for as long as they need to until they can start taking things away to start selling you solutions to it. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's that same shit that we're going through. Um, yeah, it's rough. It sucks. But... What else is new? Because I don't, uh, I don't yeah, want to be a, wanna, I don't want to be a complete bummer. Yeah, we don't want to be so negative all episode. I, I uh, we can't. I want to make sure to address the horrors of capitalism now and then <laughs> because it is, it is important to stay alive, stay vigilant. It, it, we're the only ones who can make it better. But also, I don't want to. I want this to be a fun show. Oh yeah. yes, <laughs> we like to have a light. We like to have a light vibe here. We could talk about how like feels like half the world is on fire. Yeah, it feels like it's all on fire yeah, right now. Both literally, you got and Turkey with floods. You got Greece and with forest fires. You got Sicily, the hottest temperatures recorded in Europe, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it's you got the fires in California, I believe, in BC. What in BC, yeah, recently. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not getting better, and it's not gonna get better until certain people and groups get to actually be held accountable for a change but it's very unlikely because they have a lot of money and influence yep. <laughs> uh, and have also like brainwashed a bunch of people with a horrible propaganda machine uh, one of which has been running for a long time because actually I learned today too uh, just and I we will we will change yes, topics in a moment <laughs> but I keep having good caveats or not caveats but good uh, segues into yes. some more things with this I learned today the whole phrase like carbon footprint like that whole concept was created by uh british petroleum aka bp okay. the same company that ended up spilling a fuckload of oil into the gulf of mexico mm -hmm. a few years back ah. uh it, it was back in like the early 2000s they basically it was a whole ad campaign they did and 
it was basically just completely designed to just shift the blame away from corporations and onto the consumer for climate change, basically. And it's complete horseshit because in 2020, the emissions emissions went down like a lot. There, there was actually like a fairly yes. notable low point of emissions, mm-hmm. but the overall amount of like carbon that was still released into the atmosphere was only a bit lower than 2019. Yeah, meaning wow. that all the decrease in emissions from everyone dri- not driving around as much, not traveling around as much, and all this other shit. It really didn't do very much. Barely made a difference. Yes. Because in the grand scheme of things, it never fucking was. Yes. Because the it's biggest the sources consumer. of it come from corporations, comes from yeah. factory farms, it comes from, you know, basically everything in shipping that's moving around that's, you know, mm-hmm. still keeping active even through COVID stuff, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's all the other factories and everything else that's sourcing it. Like it's and it's all different points of the world and stuff like that too. I mean, in some cases, like part of the struggle is you have like developing nations and stuff like that that are still just where they are at in terms of their progress it's just they're producing a lot of emissions yeah. because of that but it's there's a lot of other things too that you know corporations could be doing to help improve the situation and they're not willing to because that's going to cost money and it's in some cases just you know basically industries too that are like fighting tooth and nail to stay relevant because the people in power have a fuckload of money through it and they don't want to give that up and it's it's shitty. Now you're just preaching. That's all you're doing. <laughs> well, man, yeah, man. All this talk about like corporations like fighting to change stuff like that. This this reminds me of a conversation I had with my dad a while ago. Uh, he was saying when seatbelts were first trying to like become like law and stuff, car companies fought tooth and nail to like not have seatbelts be like common as common as they are now. Like yeah. they fought tooth and nail to not have them. Yeah, which well, is just it's... crazy to me now because thinking like oh there's you can get literally fined if you don't wear a seatbelt well and that's it's it's the whole myth of the free market right because a lot of people who you know still tout like who still believe that this system like has benefits and stuff is like it, it's the problem of like the free market should decide like what is good or what isn't and a lot of people agreed like yeah seatbelts were a good thing but then the companies will basically turn around and be like, no, we're going to fight to try and basically, you know, do anything we can to just try to basically, like, you know, through propaganda or just through basically just essentially bribing. I mean, technically they call it lobbying, but it's effectively the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, basically paying out money to, you know, and just spreading around their wealth to, you know, whatever politicians they need to to get things set up their way that's it it's it's not a free market when the people like when basically the the oligarchs at the top of these massive corporations can just basically do whatever they want because they have all the political clout they need and the money to throw around to make it happen like that's Mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to right so okay we need to talk about something (laughs) else something else i was gonna ram something else but it was more corporate bullshit so never mind let's Um, let's let's transition to something more enjoyable i mean i'm just trying to think well i, well, I mean <laughs> where where have i had enjoyment actually <laughs> um i hear you buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah really but um has i know uh me and you were into it a while ago but have you ever played apex legends dingo I've played a little bit in my life. Uh, when back when we were all on doing yes. the big the big run of it, you were on watching us stream it now and then, but you were never you were never getting yeah. into it. I mean, for me, uh, battle royale games I find are just not super enjoyable. That's if fair. I if I want to play a first person shooter, I'd rather play something like Battlefield or Call of Duty or yeah, Titanfall, which I actually think is a really good one. But there's a lot of stuff going on with Titanfall. And we don't want to go back to bad topics. Yeah, was, Wait, no. well, okay, no, but hold on. I'm I'm a little intrigued. What uh, is happening well, with Titan, Titanfall? Well, Titanfall is just generally not received as well as people thought it would be. But like, oh, maybe no, that, that's not else. even it. That's oh, not okay. even it. I, I so, assume this is like some recent stuff by the way you worded it. It's, it's somewhat recent, and I don't know all the details, but essentially there's been a lot of hacking going on in Titanfall 2. Oh, really? And it's affected like a lot of streams oh, yeah. and stuff. And... Essentially, I think... I, what's the name of the company that made Titanfall 2? I'm forgetting. I, I think oh, it's essentially it's like ex-employees. Re, no, oh, it's so Respawn yeah. was the company that did that. And then I 
I think it was I Respawn. I think even that was still when they were with EA. Yeah, I, I think it's I think the thing is with Respawn. I think what's happening is a couple of ex-employees, they, they essentially want to work on essentially this, like, it's like, it was like a, I, to my understanding, it was a new game following the first Titanfall that they kind of uh, stopped working on and worked on Titanfall 2 instead. Mm-hmm. But they really want to work on that product, so they're just fucking with the servers and stuff to try and, I guess, force respawn in this some stupid attempt to give them, like, huh. source code or something. But essentially, huh. playing Titanfall 2 is not a fun time right now, <laughs> from what okay. I've heard and read. <laughs> Damn. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say I know the full story off the top of my head. If people are interested, there's definitely other sources for that. But, yeah. Like, those are the kinds of games, though, that I prefer. Okay. I, I don't really like the whole randomness, I guess, of how, mm. like, you could essentially come up on someone, and if they just have better loot than you, you're... you're screwed. Yeah, can you still win? Yes. But you just have an inherent disadvantage by the numbers alone. That's right. And yeah. I kind of just really hate that. <laughs> I can understand that. I don't know. I I don't feel like I'm really that interested in going back to play Apex. I feel like I've kind of had my fill of it to an extent now. Um, I don't hate the game, and I, I don't mind the concept of like a battle royale. But yeah, I mean, for me, a big part of it is just I'm also not that great at shooters. Yeah. And, a game like Apex, you kind of need to be at least pretty decent yeah. if you're going to ha- not be just dying a lot. That's fair. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm very good at shooters either, and maybe that contributes to my bad experience with Apex <laughs> and other Battle Royales, but there's just something about like Call of Duty or games like that where I feel like there's... Chivalry. Or sh- I mean, chivalry. <laughs> it's the same thing. Where I feel like there's a bit more of a fair playing field, at least in my... Opinion. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, chivalry is a lot of fun. There's yeah. definitely some like like we said before. There were some issues. I don't. I've been yeah. a while since I played, so I don't know if those have gotten fixed. But yeah, we, we gotta get back into that. I I would be down to swing yeah. some swords again soon. <laughs> I'm always one for brandishing my blade. Brandish. <laughs> Agatha. Is that is that the slang the kids are using yes. these days for it? Yes. <laughs> brandishing your blade. <laughs> oh, yes. Polish your short sword. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Put your head out of the gutter. God damn. That's unfortunately, gutter is where I was born. The gutter is where I shall die. Um, oh no! I I am the the, the gutter born. Um, you play what you? I think it's another game you've been playing. Yes, recently, right? uh, I think uh, Stew in our Discord has a. Has demanded that I speak about this. This is a, this is a, spe- <laughs> this is a special shout out request. Yes. Love you, buddy. <laughs> so, in the last few weeks, uh, when I haven't been on the balcony, I've Ooh. been playing some Disco Elysium. Ooh. Okay. And it has not been because I've been playing Disco Elysium that I've not been on the balcony. Oh, but sure. you know what? I'll I'll say from what I've heard of it and for how badly I kind of also want it. I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, a phenomenal game. What what kind of game is it? So it is a role playing game. Okay. Um, while most role playing games have some sort of either, I'm gonna say combat system or something like that, where you're some fantasy hero, you know, vanquishing some great evil. Okay. In this game, you are essentially a police detective who. Just went on a three-day bender, you know, went all out on the drinking and drugs. Nice, hell yeah. And essentially has gotten a alcohol and drug-induced amnesia. <laughs> okay. Uh, and now he has to solve a case that he <laughs> essentially postponed because he, you know, he his life has essentially drunk as shit. yeah, and essentially his life has gone to shit. And I mean, that's how the game kind of essentially justifies this. Uh, you know, fantasy world. Not really fantasy, but, like, this world, you know, not you know, somewhat based, I guess, on reality, uh, but not our own world. And how, you know, when you learn, like, all of the organizations and the setting it takes place and that's how it justifies you learning about it. But, uh, yeah, it is it is phenomenal. There's no combat system. Really? It's just all dialogue. It's just you trying to figure out 
hey, how did this guy get up uh, hung on this tree? <laughs> okay. Um, and it's just... It's such great written dialogue, a very good narrative, uh, narrative, and the skill system in this game is very unique. So, and I'm gonna just go in, right into it, you know. <laughs> Do it. Lay I don't in. care if you guys have questions. I'm going right in because this in. is probably the, one of the most interesting things take, about this game. Take, take us on a journey. <laughs> so, there are four attributes. There is uh, essentially intelligence you got like psych yeah psyche you got uh physique and you got motor and essentially it's i mean it's the equivalent of like dungeons and dragons intelligence uh wisdom strength dexterity okay um and then there are six skills associated with each attribute okay each attribute how they kind of i guess apply to this game is that while you're in conversation these attributes almost act like part of your psyche and essentially will chip in in conversation oh okay. so for an example one of the skills is called encyclopedia and essentially all it is is essentially it's blooding out facts <laughs> it's nice. essentially hey if there's like an acronym that was mentioned it's going to go this is what this acronym means this is why it's relevant and it's just going to chime in conversation sometimes okay. you got maybe there's a skill check you have to do where it's like Hey, do you know this thing? Like that will help you with your investigation, and it's just like a straight-up dice roll that happens in the background. Huh. But another thing that this skill system does interesting is that it tells you that there is, there is issue. You're gonna fall into issues if you have stats too high. Oh really? Yes. So using the same example with encyclopedia, it's gonna give you facts about what's going on, but sometimes it just gives you a lot of facts that are not always relevant to your investigation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's just like, okay. I don't need this. This, this is cool, and it's good if you want to learn more about the world that you're in, but this is not relevant to the line of questioning that I'm trying to do. Or, for example, you have other skills like empathy, which is like how you, you know, understanding what a person's at. If you have no empathy, it's a problem. Because <laughs> you just don't yeah. give a shit about what's going on. <laughs> exactly, but if you're if too much empathy, then... It's this issue where... You give too much of a shit. Yeah, exactly. You give too much of a shit, and it kind of deters you in some ways for your investigation. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, a lot of the skills are very interesting and are very well-written. There are some skills like electrochemistry, which is essentially your knowledge about drugs and alcohol, but also your tolerance for them. And as you can suspect, it's... Um, <laughs> It's very funny where it's like, if you don't really put points into this, it's just like, you you know, it's good in that, oh, I can tell that this kid is high right now, and maybe I can kind of use that as an angle to get him to trust me. But also, if you have it too high, you've actually, you open up side quests if you have skills that are too high. Okay. One of the first interactions I had, this person was smoking on the balcony. After they're done talking, they go inside, they do the thing, and there's a little prompt for you to, to interact with the ashtray. <laughs> and electrochemistry is like, man, you really need to have a smoke right now. You should just take that little bud and just have a little, just quick little smoke. And you can just ask yourself, do I smoke? <laughs> because you remember, you're suffering from this amnesia. And electrochemistry is going, you do now. <laughs> and then he's like, I think this is not a good idea. And it's like, you're right, that's too small. You need to go get a pack of smokes <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Where like, yeah, a game that's all dialogue, but like it can be influenced by like, yeah, what with what looks like I'm looking at a picture now, but with what looks like so many different options. Yeah, like the skills that you invest in will definitely uh, help and hinder you, but give you a very unique experience of how you go about this investigation. Uh, electrochemistry also helps, uh, or sorry, deters you when you go to a random table and it's like, hey, this is a dried up uh, stain of rum over there. You should lick it. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, I, I don't think it's a good idea. People are watching. But, man, when Just was the last it. time you drank? <laughs> you man, come on, you know, you want to. Uh... And it's just, it randomly chimes in when drugs are brought up. And it's like, oh, you have my attention now. I wasn't, I didn't care what was going on. Now, now I, I do. Now I, know that, <laughs> now I know that drugs are involved. Oh, my God. And there's just so many good skills in this game. Uh, I'm going to say that one of the most... I think my favorite skill, I think, is Shivers. Shivers. Yeah, so this skill, 
really helps with your investigation, <laughs> honestly, as it essentially gives you information about things happening that are not in the present. It, okay. I forget the line that it uses to describe it, but it's like listening into the city. Huh, interesting. So I would say, like, to have, like, a comparison, for someone who has knowledge of a city, they can be someone who's, like, a historian who understands, like, facts about the city or maybe, like, well, facts, like, the history of a city. And then Shivers would be, like, a taxi driver who has just, who's been around the city enough to know certain things. Interesting. Okay. And we'll sometimes, okay. like, one example Shivers comes in is where you're in a random apartment and you just have a little, like, dialogue where it says, where you get information about the architect and how, what they're feeling while they're working on this room right now. Hardly huh. relevant to the investigation, but it's super cool and almost supernatural. Yeah, okay. it's interesting. That's really neat. Yeah. I know uh, Didgeridoo and, like, from some other, uh, like, things I've read about it, it's apparently very good at capturing, like, the style and spirit of, like, a pen and paper. Yes, RPG. very much so. Every skill check that you do, it just, it gives you, like, this is the percent chance of you succeeding or failing. It gives you a list of, like, hey, you get a bit of a boost to this because you had this interaction. Oh, interesting. So, like, if you go into a store and you see, like, there's a coat, and you want to try and steer that coat. If you kind of talk to the shopkeeper, like, hey, is this a coat? Like, what is, what is this? If you kind of put attention to it, that's a minus one to your role. As now they, like, they're aware that you're interested in this. <laughs> yeah, interesting. But yeah, that's and cool. then you actually see, like, a dice roll happen on screen. And, that's really cool. And it's like, there's always, even if you have almost, you can never completely have no chance of succeeding a test. And there's always a small mini school chance that you'll fail a test. Essentially, it's in like Dungeons and Dragons, how there's a crit one or natural 20. And it's just like, even that 3% chance, it's like, I kind of want to try this. Yeah. <laughs> Could, you know, sometimes you do many of these checks and there's a consequence if you fail. Like maybe oh, yeah. you take like, there's health and sanity essentially, and you could take damage to those. But also, I want to see what happens. <laughs> I gotta want to see. Okay, what so it sounds like one of those games where it's like you can almost ne well, may not almost never, but it's really hard to have the same experience yes. as like someone else. Or if you want to play through it again, it's yeah, you you can almost have a different experience. A hundred percent. That's cool. I was talking to someone, and there's like interactions and just certain things that I never had happened to me because I didn't invest in certain skills. Okay. And I'm not going to, like, go into too much detail because I don't want to spoil anything. Mm -hmm. But I hear going into Inland Empire, one of the psyche skills, gives you some very interesting interactions. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Okay. I, and it's... In, in kind of going back to that point, too, of it being, like, very uh, tabletop RPG-esque, I feel like it, it sounds, too, though, like, for the most part, it, one of the things it does really well from the actual like tabletop yeah. RPG sphere is like failure not necessarily being a bad thing. Yeah. Like it, it, it still does interesting things story wise, which yeah. is always like one of my favorite things. Is that like you do the dice roll, see if you succeed or fail, and you usually want to succeed, mm -hmm. but like just like sometimes when you fail, it can still be really entertaining. Yes. I mean, in terms of the entertaining part, this one interaction early on where essentially you're staying at a hostel in the beginning of the game. Okay, yeah. And like I said, your character has essentially gone on this three-day bender. And as you can imagine, the management of this establishment has not taken well to your uh, three-day bender. <laughs> and they essentially say, hey, you owe me $130 for everything. And your Ooh. guy has no money. Ooh. One of the actual interactions you can do is to try and to get out of it. It's just like, one, book <laughs> it out run. of the establishment and try to just never pay this. <laughs> if you fail this check, your guy essentially starts booking it for the door, jumps, looks behind him, and flips the bird to the, <laughs> to the cafeteria manager, not realizing that behind them is an elderly woman in her wheelchair. <laughs> and you essentially crash into her. Damn. So you take some damage, but because of how wild this interaction is, it's a check that you cannot retry. But the guy, the manager was still be like, okay, you know what? He didn't realize you were like that unhinged. Like, you know what? Some of these damages, don't worry about them. <laughs> so like, 
it's not like, oh, I screwed myself by, you know, trying to do this check and failing. It just made things more interesting. It just made things interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that, that's, that's great. That's awesome, honestly. That's hilarious. Oh, there's so many good interactions like that. Oh, and, I mean, there's so many more systems to this game. There's, um, you have a thought cabinet, which is essentially ideas that you essentially incorporate into your character. So, there's a, there's oh, a lot of political ideologies that you can essentially decide, hey, I'm into this ideology. I'm going to think on it, which while you're thinking about this, it means that part of your mental capacity is thinking about this and not to the investigation. So for temporarily, you have some sort of uh, debuff to one of your stats, but then it'll come up with some other maybe worse debuffs at the end when you've done it because <laughs> there are some where it's like oh you get a minus one to this and then after you've like thought this through and now you've incorporated it into who you are that is even worse now <laughs> wow but there's usually some sort of bonus to this <laughs> okay uh and in terms of political ideologies you can you know go right into capitalism if you want to follow you know think about communism if you want to if you want to be a fascist in this game which you know i would never recommend but if that's a route you wish to pursue the game allows you good lord and they i feel like a lot of these ideologies they incorporate really well into this game Interesting. Like, a lot like for fascism there's a like if you keep spouting this nonsense or like advanced race theory, stupid shit like that, oh, it actually will somewhat damage your character. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because like you're in terms of empathy, you you're having a harder time empathizing with people. Mm -hmm. Wow, <laughs> damn, that's wild. and it's just like it's such an interesting system because there's so many kinds of thoughts and there's quite a few political ideologies that you can just you know internalize. And it will impact some of your interactions with characters. Because <laughs> oh if you are a fascist, you can you can probably think of how that's going to interact with maybe even one of your uh, maybe even your uh, your partner in crime, who is uh, <laughs> who probably doesn't like that ideology. Is all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but even then, there's many opportunities in that game where there's usually more than one way to go about advancing the story and all that and that's great i'm gonna you know even go early and say that when we get to the recommendation corner <laughs> this is my recommendation wow <laughs> we're, already, we're getting way ahead of i'm it. way ahead of the curve but this is a phenomenal game very well written and i'm surprised i don't see more people online talking about I, it <laughs> i it's it's kind of crazy honestly i think it's i don't know it's just as much as it's really really good i feel like it's something that if you don't have an appreciation, especially for tabletop RPGs, yes. but just RPGs in general, you're probably gonna have a hard time yeah. getting into it. But yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Like I haven't played it yet. I it's I believe still on sale on Steam. I really yeah. want to get it. I might just get it tomorrow. <laughs> honestly, I I it's it's been up there for me. I really yes. want it. Like I've been sold on. It. I was sold on it. I think before even Didgeridoo yeah. Stew got it, and then he got it, and he's talked. At length, yes. About how great a game it is. He he he's one of the biggest like uh, yes. evangelists for this game. <laughs> really, uh, love him for Reviews. it. But yes. it's yeah, and I mean even like you, it's like I, it's just like I'm already I'm yeah. already sold. I just I gotta actually make the purchase. Yeah, I will. I, and what you were saying too, like, and before the final cut version of this game came out. This game was essentially a novel where a lot of the dialogue was unvoiced. Oh, really? Yeah, so I can understand people essentially, maybe if you're not a huge reader, maybe this isn't what you want to do for your free time, but a lot of it is voiced. Nice. Like, I, I think maybe only, essentially only what you say and maybe the odd line is not voiced. But even then, like, your like, skills chiming in, they have their own voice. And it's it's fantastic. <laughs> that's super great. That's great that they're all yeah. voiced too. That's really cool. And I heard there's a lot of uh, like a lot to that game. And it sounds like there's a, like a lot of text. Yeah. That's that must have been quite an undertaking to get all that. Yeah, yeah. I I just 
I don't know the exact numbers, but I know there is a large amount of text in that game, as there is a lot of lines. <laughs> yeah, well, that was like um, read-only memories. That. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like a like a point-and-click, like yeah. text-based adventure type thing with uh, like really cool like cyberpunk yeah. like anime like aesthetic stuff, but. Um, like they had like an initial version of the game that came out, and then they released like an updated like this twenty sixty four read only memories version that did a similar thing yeah. where the whole game went voiced and all, basically all the dialogue and everything else, other than like you know just the game telling you like as you examine something like yeah. what it says. And you know my character's talking to you though; it's all like fully voiced, mm-hmm. and that was that was like a really cool upgrade that they did. Yeah. So. I, I can I can imagine how that must have felt from like going from like a, oh there was no voice dialogue yeah. to all these voices now yeah. but it, it's I, I imagine even for that game not to take away from read only memories yeah. I do really like that game I feel like that would have probably even been a bigger undertaking mm-hmm. though in terms of what yeah. they did for uh, Elysium but that's man someday the, soon <laughs> the voices in that game that are they do incredible uh, there's one character that comes to mind uh, this uh, problem child Kuno oh yeah uh, you will meet him early if you play this game you will probably hate him. <laughs> and the voice actor does a great job of helping you hate him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's nice when the voice actor does that extra little thing, like, just to make you, like, either really like or hate yes. the character. Exactly. <laughs> Man, this kid, you're going to fucking hate this kid. I'm going to make sure of <laughs> it. I will say, by the end, you may at least appreciate the kid and just realize <laughs> that he is just a product of his circumstances. But... That won't stop you from seeing that that check. You put this kid in his place where you just hit him in the face. <laughs> that, you will be tempted one. no matter what your morals after talking to this kid being like fucking smack again. I will say, you know, I am praising this game. The game has a couple bugs. There is one quest oh, right yeah, at the beginning. You know, it's a game. It's one of those things. I feel like yeah, I need to bring it up. There's one quest fair. I had at the beginning of the game. I could never finish because a certain interaction just never happened. Mm. I would say my real only issue of this game, it's almost very similar to a point-and-click adventure, and I would not recommend it for console. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I bought it on Sounds PlayStation like 4, where... Like there's, if you want to interact with certain things, you have to move the analog stick in a certain way to get it to focus on that point so you can do it. It's a lot easier if you play it on PC. I would imagine. That's where I yeah. was planning to pick yeah. it up. But yeah, I... Yeah, I could see that being a little bit... Eh. Like, I found like with read-only memories, because that game is very point-and-click yeah. too, but the Switch version of that worked pretty well because with the way their UI was set up, like, the, it, it was very point-and-click in, in the sense that, like, you would highlight, like, hover over things and they would highlight if you could click on it. Yeah. It, it wasn't, uh... I don't know quite how open-ended some of the stuff in Disco Elysium is for, like, what things you can and can't interact with, but I'm sure, like, how they have the UI presentation, yeah. they don't want to be, like, super open about, like, oh, here, we're gonna highlight all the things on the screen that yeah. you can click, because they... I'm sure for them, uh, game design-wise, they yeah. want it to be a little bit more of a surprise exactly. when you find things, right? But with Real Memories, it just worked where you would just switch between yeah. the thing you wanted to click and it went there. You didn't have to have, like, a slow cursor because that, yeah. I was saying Disco Lazy, there is a button that will essentially highlight anything that is interactable on your screen. Oh, okay. So that oh. is very nice. It's just sometimes if there's multiple things you can interact with, like if you have your partner walking around with you, you can usually always interact with him. But if you want to interact with something that's right near him, it sometimes is a pain to move your analog stick in the right direction to get it to go on that point. So, honestly, if you play on PC, there's no problems. If you play on console, it might be a little inconvenience. Still worth a buy. <laughs> yeah, still still a good game. Yeah. Wow, that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, and it's not like a super long game. Like, I only played maybe a, an hour or two a day. And okay. in a f- two, couple weeks, maybe a few weeks max, I got yeah. through it. Damn. That's and, and there's interactions that I didn't do or missed so. well uh, see that's the <laughs> thing like i i kind of like that it's not super super long because it's nice to be able to like feel like you can get through it without yeah. it being this huge time huge commitment. Yeah. but also for a game like this where there are so many different choices yeah i mean but part of it i'm sure the length of it is by necessity because there's so many alternate paths and stuff like yeah, that yeah there's that, alternate paths there's side quests that you can do yeah. that if you do you get experience so you can 
you know, increase her attributes or whatever. And, and a lot of them are, I would say, and I was talking to someone the other day, and it's a little bit of a tangent away, but there's a lot of, like, open world games where they just, like, procedurally generated side quests that are really boring oh, and yeah. awful. Well, because that's the problem, yeah. right? Because if you're going to, pro- like, procedurally generating out things like level stages yeah. and stuff, for some games can work really nicely, yeah. but that has to be built in as part of the design. Because, yeah. like, trying to procedurally generate something like quests can be, depending on how you do it, in some, or in, like, the way that the game yes. works can be interesting. But, yeah, because, I mean, something like that, the problem is you get into repetitive elements because yes. that's how a lot of procedural generation works. Yeah. It's just repeating patterns and changing up yes. certain things here and there you're going to end up with a lot like it just strikes me something where you get a lot of like world of warcraft like go kill five spiders yeah it's like oh go kill three boars now go collect these items yes. now go collect this other item that's like imagine it feels very samey yeah like a game i was talking about at the time was assassin's creed odyssey where you can tell uh, what quests are just procedurally generated where even the dialogue yeah. between the npcs is like that was just the weirdest interaction I've ever seen and didn't seem like that was supposed to happen. That's and fair. then quests that you realize, oh, they actually took the time to write this out. Yeah. And it actually makes sense and it's actually well done. But, yeah, Disco Elysium, every quest is pretty good. That's <laughs> I, It doesn't seem... not Most of them are not, like, the samey stuff and each one has a nice little background and story to it. There's some side quests that are sec- complete secrets... And we're essentially, like, when you achieve this thing, it will just, like, secret task complete. You huh. won't even know. <laughs> that's wild. And it's that's like, oh, that's cool. great. <laughs> that's honestly actually pretty cool from a game design perspective. Because yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, I... Huh, cool. Like, it's an interesting way of, like, just very naturally leading into, like, story beats and yeah. stuff like that. That it doesn't necessarily feel to the player. It feels more organic in a yeah. way where it's not like, oh, I'm starting the story thing, but... It, um, it it sounds sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say it sounds like in some regard too, almost kind of like makes me like the Yakuza games in a way where yeah. you have all these different side stories and stuff, and they're all pretty interesting and unique and kind of yeah. little funny little side quest things you can do that are interesting. Yeah, there's a uh, one where essentially there's a uh, without getting too much detail, there's this uh, camp of uh, teenagers that essentially want to occupy the church for some reason. And there's, it is a quite a long side quest where you have to help them essentially move into the church and turn it into a club. <laughs> uh, okay. Cool. And, this, and they all got their own little side quest involved to help out. And it's, it's definitely one of the more satisfying side quests, especially at the end where you got this music going and you can essentially do a check to make your guy start dancing on the floor. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, That's wild. And it is... It's a check I unfortunately did not succeed. <laughs> and I will say there are checks in this game that you can repeat essentially if some if you do something that increases your chances, like have an interaction with someone that gives you more knowledge about this or uh, you increase one of your relevant stats. For me, I got another chance because I injured myself somehow. <laughs> Without going into detail, Wait, it gave me the is... chance to try it again, but it was just a lower rate to succeed. Huh. <laughs> and it actually, the consequences were worse because now I'm just agitating the injury while trying to dance. <laughs> wow, nice. that's super cool that they like like that's you describing that though feels super interesting that those are all things that they considered and that yeah. played into that scenario. Like that's super interesting. Yes, like I said, super well written, super thought out definitely recommend if you're into this kind of game definitely a buy well i think honestly with that i think we're just gonna leave right into the showdown corner oh my god it's been that long (laughs) it's been a bit you 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 went for for a while but you know what it was it was a fun trip it was a very nice it was a very nice ride over to this (laughs) corner and you know what you get a real breezy start to it because you basically i I think we've already had your your recommendation as as you've declared um what do you got for us bees that is a good question honestly um (laughs) i'm just gonna relax in here while you guys take the time to think of something yeah well you know what I think I could talk about... Oh, I'm going to talk about a little music. I'm going to give a little bit of a music recommendation. Our buddy Zoo actually reminded myself and Dougie recently of an album that I completely forgot existed for many years. 
because I used to listen to it back in high school. Because back when I was in high school, I had a pretty big kick as uh, of uh, like I, I got real into Black Keys for a bit. Okay, I'm really into their style. I've been listening to them actually a bit recently too, because it's related to this this whole deal. But um, they did an album at one point called uh, under a project they refer to as Black Rock. Okay. Okay. I don't know who all was necessarily involved in the project beyond just them. I mean, I know some of the features and stuff that they had as artists on there. And there there's a few other artists they worked with predominantly on it uh, that were on like quite a few of the tracks. So I think they were a bit more involved, but I haven't looked too far into the history of the project. But it was basically them doing the instrumentals, and then they had a bunch of uh, like different hip hop artists come yeah. on and stuff. And it's honestly quite an excellent album because it has their like their super like old school like bluesy vibe kind of thing, but with the percussion and like the drum stuff specifically hitting more of like the tempo and style of like you know hip hop instrumentals, yeah. right? Getting that getting that good beat, and then you'll have and then it's like they got who you got on there. You got RZA, you got fucking Pharrell Monch, you got fucking. Uh, uh, I think Rayquan's on there. I'm forgetting who all who all we got on this album. I got this over. Got Most Def. Um, man, a lot of just a lot of great artists and all the track like so many of the tracks just absolutely slap. Like it's just such a good like I don't know like it, it almost I would call yeah it's just super good bluesy kind of yes. style like beats and it still has that like black key sound you'll have like them coming in like ad-libbing and like throwing in like vocal stuff too and and it's just this really some honestly pretty good rap bars coming in from, from some pretty like well-established yeah. people in the game like it's it's choice <laughs> check it out look up black rock it's it's self-titled it was the only album they put out for the project but it's absolute choice you said the band's name, and I'm thinking, like, this sounds familiar. What, what is this? And it's not really, a like, a music group that I've listened too much to, but I was looking through them, and I realized, oh, there's a couple songs here that I've actually liked and have, like, on my list of liked songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> like, Howlin' For You is one of them. Uh, oh, like a 2010 yeah, yeah, album, yeah. I think. How, that one was one that, that got, like, a ton of radio play. Yeah. I... Uh, it's been a bit there. I was listening to some of their most recent album though, which came out uh, like I think maybe even last year, yeah, okay. or, or if not uh, even more recently than that. Uh, it's it's not too bad, honestly. Okay, I think I, I think I got something. You here. got something, bees? How, how could I skip o almost skip over such a thing? Oh, I love it. Oh, uh, so a little bit ago, I recommended uh, one of my buddies' band called Tensing. Okay, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, unfortunately, they're not a thing anymore, which sucks because they had really good potential. But um, the main guy, like who, who like I know in the band, uh, started a new band called oh, shit. Uh, called Soft Top Intrepid. Uh, Soft Top <laughs> Intrepid. Yep, that, that's a that's a name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you're into into in oh my word into indie music, Ooh. I do recommend checking them out. They their debut single dropped not too long ago called Some Same. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. And yeah, if you just want to listen to some local, well, maybe not local, depending where you are, but like uh, some nice, like, chill. <laughs> Lo local for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For us, but uh, some nice, like, chill indie music. I definitely recommend checking them out. Again, it's Soft Top Intrepid. Oh, baby. They're on Spotify. They're, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. Uh, not. I need to look up more of what they're on, but I'm pretty sure that's it for now. Maybe Soundhound? Oh, yeah, maybe Sam Hand. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, definitely go give them a look-see. Give them, give, them, um, yeah. give them some love and give a listen to their new single. Damn. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. A resounding <laughs> recommendation. We, I, I should check that out later. I, I'd be interested to see something or, or give them a listen. It's, I, I'm, always, I'm always down to check out some new stuff. Mm -hmm. Um... But you know what? I think, I think we're at the end of it for tonight. Yeah, unfortunately. That, I think that wraps up this episode. We talked about a lot of cap, about a lot, a lot about a lot of bitching about the horrors of our modern day existence, yep. and a lot about Disco Elysium, which reflects our horrible modern existence. <laughs> but at least we get to, to be a fun, crazy cop yes, in that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we're hoping you guys are doing okay out there and you're, you're keeping it cool and not getting too crazy. Not getting too scorched with this weather. 
We love you. We're we're always we're always happy to have you on. We're happy to have you here with yes. us this week. Oh yeah, and thank you very much, Dingo, yes. for taking the time to join us tonight. Yeah. Did you eat stew? I hope I did you proud. <laughs> oh, we'll have to have him on again at some point yeah. soon. I'm sure he'll talk more about it if yeah. if so much as a whiff of a mention yeah. uh, escapes <laughs> on his lips. He's he, right out there for yes. it. And you know what? I don't blame him. He's fighting fighting the good fight. Exactly. Um but yeah, you know who else is fighting the fight? Good fighter, good buddy Zoo. Yeah, you should uh, definitely go check him out on uh, Spotify, SoundHound, SoundCloud, SoundCloud. <laughs> you messed me up earlier saying it. SoundCloud. Uh, yeah, Blackbird Bell. Check him out. Go yeah, definitely go. Give, give him some love too. Yeah. Yes. He loves his music, his music, music as our intro and outro music. Absolutely, fantastic gentleman. Also, uh, he's on Twitter. We're also on Twitter at balcony underscore banter. Yeah, I Big B am also on Twitter at Big B the Wizard, and I do stream sometimes with my buddy Moose uh, at twitch.tv slash we underscore wanna underscore draw. Come check us out, and maybe we'll do some cool, cool weird shit on Aggie.io for you. Uh, What's the final word, Dingo? What are, what are we exiting on today? Uh, not any social media that I ha- that I have. <laughs> well, that's that's fair. I, I I didn't I didn't I didn't necessarily think you had social media to plug. I just sure. more I just more wanted to know what the good word was. Uh, just no, keep on going, only, guys. Just now, <laughs> no, hold on. I said I did say the good word, not the good words. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it <laughs> that's it have a good night folks <laughs> thanks for joining us see ya